Hello, this is James with the For Food Manufacturer, and today I spoke with CEO and founder of CBD platform Alpha Green, Alexei Pivoski, regarding his recent crowdfunding success and some of the challenges facing a company that's selling CBD products in the UK. Um, if you just want to take uh, just a, a couple a minute or so just to explain about yourself and uh, your role within the business. Yeah, sure. And thanks a lot for taking the time. So Alpha Green is Europe's and UK's leading uh, marketplace and CBD platform. So we run uh, Alpha Green IO, um, which is very similar to Farfetch, uh, but in the CBD space. So we primarily uh, don't take inventory. Instead, uh, when a customer buys a product, um, the brand actually fulfills the product to the customer. Uh, and we uh, take the payment and then pay out uh, the brand after 30 days uh, minus our commission. Uh, we also provide data and business intelligence services for brands on Alpha Green, um, as well as growth and marketing services. Um, and finally, we're also looking to launch our own brands in the future. Okay, brilliant. Uh, I suppose the most prominent question then is why CBD? Um, what is it that made you start a business in this area? Yeah, great question. So I spent close to 10 years in finance, uh, initially investment banking, and then uh, venture capital and private equity. And I saw many, many different industries, many different companies and different industries. And seeing uh, the cannabis space uh, exploding really in a positive way in North America, in the US and Canada primarily, um, I was very intrigued um, and thought, okay, that will happen at some point uh, in Europe and very similar to um, some of the successful companies in Europe replicating a lot of the different business models from the US in Europe or the UK. I thought, okay, maybe it's time to do something in this space in Europe or the UK. I initially actually planned a more um, kind of something around the investment side, so launching a cannabis investment fund. But then after talking to lots of different companies um, in the US, in Canada and Europe, I thought, okay, actually launching a platform and helping uh, a lot of the top US brands, top UK brands, top European brands to get access to the customer uh, makes the most sense. And I guess cannabis from a, it's a personal uh, perspective. So I played uh, water polo, uh, very high uh, kind of uh, level in Germany, and I was always interested in various uh, different supplements and different alternative uh, medicine and alternative health uh, ingredients. And uh, obviously, there is a lot of academic research uh, in medical cannabis, how good it uh, is for um, inflammation, kind of reduce inflammation, improve your sleep, improve your recovery, and kind of combining the hype and the prospect to build something really interesting, really big in Europe, with also a really good cause in this space, uh, made me launch Alpha Green and, and really jump into this cannabis sector and CBD. Okay. Uh, obviously, you've recently uh, raised over £2 million pounds, uh, using the Cedars crowdfunding platform. Um, firstly, why choose to go crowdfunding? And secondly, what do you plan to use that money on? Sure. So we raised last year 1.1 million from various investors, including two cannabis funds um, and several family offices. And in fact, Cedars wanted us to 
uh, raise a crowdfunding round back last summer um, with the benefit, obviously, to get a lot of exposure to retail investors, to get more PR, to get more traffic. Um, and I thought it wasn't the right time back then. And then this time they came along again. We were looking to raise another round. And the reason I went for Cedars this time was primarily uh, the exposure to the retail crowd. So I think uh, we saw recently with Reddit and various uh, movements on the equity market that the crowd and the retail um, the retail segment of the investor world is becoming uh, well more important. Um, is driving also more and more of um, let's say good investment decisions. Uh, and ultimately, we have a very strong B2C angle as well. And so kind of adding all these different factors, um, it, it made a lot of sense to, to do Cedars. Now, a lot of the money on Cedars was actually raised kind of outside Cedars as well. So to, to kind of be completely transparent here. Uh, but nevertheless, of course, it looks like a very, very successful campaign. And we're looking forward to uh, raise a bit more and then, and then get off the platform. In terms of your second point... How are we going to use the money? So uh, we are on a very good path to profitability, to be honest. So it is a very, let's say, opportunistic race. Um, we can grow much faster internationally. And so that's where we need the, the where, where it will become handy to have uh, more funds and more cash available. Uh, we're also working on our data product and improving the data product and, of course, um, it's recruiting more people around data science. It's uh, increasing our tech team because the bigger we get and then the more uh, different kind of countries we, we, we have and the more different languages we have and the more different partners we work with, the more complexity we have in the technology. And so again, uh, this is something we need to invest uh, more into as well. And uh, finally, of course, uh, recently, we started taking some inventory with some brands who want us, for example, to be the exclusive distributor in a certain region. And so some of the money we're raising will also be going towards working capital uh, to buy inventory to hold it on the books. Um, now, obviously, our main uh, core readers are food and drink manufacturers. And obviously, yourselves, you do... Um work within that area obviously i noticed that you do you know, things like um cbd gummies and the like so in your opinion um i mean firstly how do you view the sort of market for food uh, cbd and food or food products that contain cbd and do you think that it's a growing segment or do you think that there's too much hampering it at the moment to be as big as it could be mm-hmm mm-hmm um, yeah, that's the, there are some interesting kind of points there. So generally speaking, of course, it is a huge uh, market and it's it's really growing uh, really fast. I think, I mean, in terms of numbers, you had various numbers uh, kind of looking from top down from 450 million in the UK to 300 million pounds in the UK as a market. I mean, personally, kind of looking through our data lens, it's probably slightly smaller than, than just taking kind of top-down approaches, but it's still uh, bigger than, 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 for example, the vitamin D market, um, which is around, I think, 150 million. Um, now, looking at the growth rate and looking at 
generally how how regulation impacts the market and whether it could grow even faster. So um, I guess when you look at the speed of growth, uh, there is a kind of industry growth, which is around 22%. Our own growth uh, is closer to 450% this year um, and was even bigger last year, was close to 1000% for the last year. But again, we, we started from a very, very small base. Uh, to to also not to give us too much credit, but ultimately, when you look at the regulation and whether the market could grow faster, uh, the market could grow much faster if Facebook and Google advertising would be permitted. Now, because it's not permitted, the growth is very much limited to organic growth. So um, people finding out about CBD and then going on Google and looking for it rather than you sitting and playing around with your Instagram uh, and then seeing ads popping up from CBD, right? And I think when you look at uh, various drinks or various uh, other, for example, nootropics, uh, businesses which do not have this restriction around uh, Google and Facebook advertising, uh, 90% of their traffic comes from paid traffic versus for CBD, it's 99% of traffic comes from organic traffic. So I would say the industry could grow multiple times faster if you would allow uh, the the industry to to actually advertise as well. Do you think then, um, at similar sort of links to that uh, regulation side of thing, is there still too much of a stigma surrounding CBD that um, to, that's preventing it from taking off? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I think CBD falls into cannabis and a lot of the compliance, both in financial institutions and in Amazon and Google and Facebook has an umbrella term called uh, cannabis. And so everything related to CBD, hemp, etc., falls really under, under it. And so the compliance teams haven't really uh, been differentiating between recreational weed and, and cannabis to get high. Mm-hmm. And CBD, which is actually now, uh, well, a legal ingredient, has been actually a legal ingredient in many other countries for a very long time, as well as obviously medical cannabis being uh, legal, but yet you can't really advertise for it. So, um, yeah. Where do you think the future lies with uh, CBD cannabis products? And to uh, what role will you be playing in that? Yeah, so in terms of future, so what we are seeing more and more is that you have established FMCG companies uh, entering the space. So I think Pepsi-Cola just launched a hemp drink. Uh, You had uh, Nestle launching uh, an increased bioavailability CBD capsules product. You had a bunch of alcohol brands such as um, um, I think Diageo and another one investing in various cannabis companies in the US. So there will be more money and just also kind of more serious players entering the space, um, which is which is also good for the space. I think it's 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 uh, it will give even more, uh, let's say, institutional um look and 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 more serious perception to the space and hopefully the stigma will will then also disappear faster um in terms of our role so as a platform we really benefit from um more players coming to the market because ultimately 
we have a very, very serious players already on our marketplace and we will get uh, the, the big FMCG players to list with us uh, the way, let's say, they list the alcohol brand on another alcohol marketplace, for example. So in that sense, uh, that's great as well. Of course, uh, that will also allow us to uh, get more capital access to institutional investors and will also, of course, drive up valuations even more with more institutional money and more institutional players coming into the sector. Um, we are also uh, looking much more into actually data and playing uh, a more serious role uh, to collect more data and actually be uh, using the data in a, in a kind of like good sense and try to work with academic institutions and potentially um, other players to basically provide more input and, and more uh, information for case studies, how this ingredient helps individuals and how it is actually a very good uh, ingredient that should really be present in many, many other uh, products out there. Thank you very much, Alex. Very informative. And thank you for your time today. This has been James Riddler for Food Manufacture.